0: Welcome back to The Weird on the Rocks podcast. This is a podcast that explores the weird, unusual, strange, and unexplained, all while getting our drink on. I'm your host Katie. Before I jump into today's episode, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has listened and supported the podcast so far. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I still really don't, but Seeing how excited other people have been has made me even more excited to see where this show goes. I appreciate every single one of you who has taken the time out of your busy lives to listen to me talk. It's still very strange and surreal. I've had friends tell me they listen to me at work or in their car while they're driving to work or when they're cleaning and it's just it's really strange, but it's it's really exciting too. I've Been loving seeing the numbers of listens go up and the different locations around the world people are listening. I've had people from Canada, Africa, Australia, and all over the United States. It's awesome. And I'm having so much fun researching and recording these episodes, and I love to see that other people are enjoying it too. If you want to show your support for the show or for me, rating the podcast and leaving a review is the best way to do so. You can do that on any app that you listen to your podcast. I also have an Instagram and a Facebook that are both Weird on the Rocks podcast. If you want to give those a follow, that would be awesome. And please also subscribe in whatever app you're listening to. So there's usually a little plus button or it'll say follow or subscribe. And that really helps the analytics of the show. And it can drive other people to find the podcast that normally wouldn't be able to. So before I get going, I also want to read a quick review from iTunes. I've had a couple people leave reviews on there and it's so fun to read those. It's really awesome. So this first one is from Amy and she's a friend of mine. She moved away, but her review says, spending 10 years living in Humble, I personally found this podcast very interesting to listen to. I loved hearing some of the history in the county and surrounding cities. I've already powered through the first three episodes and can't wait for more weird to come. Great job, Katie. Thank you, Amy. I really appreciate that. It's so strange seeing these, but I love it. Thank you so much. All right, so in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing urban legends. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, an urban legend is an often lurid story or anecdote that is based on hearsay and widely circulated as true. So urban legends are stories that we hear oftentimes when we're young from family or friends and we believe them to be true, even though there's really no evidence or proof. Urban legends can vary from humorous and benign, like the story we probably all heard of alligators living in the sewers, or the one about Walt Disney's body being frozen and preserved, but they can be more creepy and sinister and serious, too, like the ones I'm going to share today. We are often told these stories as, like, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone that this happened to, or a girl I went to school with this happened to, and We believe it even though we've never met someone that it happened to. Some urban legends are old and have been circulating for years while others are new and are currently being spread. And with the help of the media and social media and the internet, these things just spread like wildfire and pick up even faster than they used to. Whether or not you yourself actually believe in any of these urban legends that I'm going to discuss, I hope that you can at least find it interesting or fascinating or thought-provoking. But before we get started, I want to share this week's beverage of choice. Today, I'm drinking good old pina colada. For this, I did Bacardi white rum, coconut cream, a little bit of half and half, pineapple juice, and I also added some chunks of pineapple, and I blended it all up, and it's really nice and creamy and thick. That's what she said. And I put some whipped cream on top and a cherry and it is so good. I put in a cute little glass. It feels like I'm on vacation. It's kind of taking me back to my honeymoon in Hawaii. It's delicious. I'm not sure why I chose to do a pina colada because it is freezing outside, but it's kind of helping me pretend I'm nice and warm somewhere. All right, let's get into it. Cheers and let's get weird. So unless you've been living under a rock, chances are you've heard of the Momo challenge. This is something that first surfaced almost two years ago online and pretty much disappeared only to resurface currently on social media. And it has a lot of people, mainly parents, really freaking out. Momo is a very creepy looking character, a woman with long, straight, dark hair, big, bulging eyes and a big, sinister, very creepy smile, apparently She has spoken to young children through different social media sites, as well as popping up in popular kids' YouTube videos. And Momo encourages these children to partake in risky and harmful behavior. Supposedly the demands or the challenges for Momo escalate over time, having the individual do more and more dangerous things, and eventually encouraging them to kill themselves and telling them that if they don't, A curse will be put on them and their family. Parents from all over are concerned for their children's safety. And even some people I know personally have shown their children the image of Momo. And it caused their children to really freak out and be scared, hide under the covers, run away. It's pretty freaky. There is also speculation that the Momo challenge played a part in the suicide of an individual in South America last year. However, although many parents and children have been scared of this and concerned there really is no evidence of anything bad happening in connection with Momo. If you look up the Momo challenge on YouTube, there are videos with the character in them, but these have been created after the mass hysteria broke out. There is no evidence that prior to going mainstream that, there were kids videos with momo popping up in them some people speculate that this rumor started due to another youtube video issue that happened a few years ago where a man would pop up in the middle of children's videos and tell the kids how to self-harm there was also a hack in a Peppa Pig video a few years ago where the characters in the video displayed violent behavior such as shooting themselves in the head. And this one I know was real because I actually saw that video. It was very weird. However, all these videos have been removed from YouTube and YouTube has actually responded to the Momo issue and they stated, Many of you have shared your concerns with us over the past few days about the Momo challenge. We've been paying close attention to these reports. After much review, we've seen no recent evidence of videos promoting the Momo Challenge on YouTube. Videos encouraging harmful and dangerous challenges are clearly against our policies, the Momo Challenge included. Despite press reports of this challenge surfacing, we haven't seen any recent links flagged or shared with us from YouTube that violate our community guidelines. It's important to note that we do allow creators to discuss, report, or educate people on the Momo challenge and character on YouTube. We've seen screenshots of videos and or thumbnails with this character in them. To clarify, it is not against our policies to include the image of the Momo character on YouTube. That being said, this image is not allowed on the YouTube Kids app and we are putting safeguards in place to exclude it from content on YouTube Kids. So basically YouTube is also saying, we really have no evidence that this character was in any videos. But now she is popping up because people are making videos discussing it, kind of like I'm doing in this podcast. And they're saying that is not against their guidelines and that is totally okay. So the Momo character also apparently appears on a messaging app called WhatsApp, where you can call and text different numbers. Supposedly, there was a number you could call or text to talk to Momo. And this is where she would give you the instructions to follow, such as, hurting yourself, or partaking in dangerous behavior. However, there is no evidence of these conversations. If you look online for text proof of someone speaking to Momo, you will find some images, but these are all new, that have come out since this has happened, and they're all from various different numbers. So there is no one number that you can use to reach Momo. But instead, lots of different numbers of people most likely trying to capitalize off this somehow or just think it's funny or entertaining for whatever reason. Although parents are very worried that this Momo thing is a real danger to their children, the main consensus online is that this is just an internet hoax that has gotten blown out of proportion by the media and is a classic example of fear-mongering. This story started as something small online and was blown out of proportion by the media, as they tend to do. The media reported it, so people started talking about it and showing the image online. And then people started talking to their children about it. The children went to school and talked to other children and so on and so on. Now that the media got the attention and hysteria that they were looking for, they're now advising people to stop talking about it, especially with their children in hopes that the hype calms down. There are even some people who believe the Momo Challenge was purposefully taken advantage of or even created by our own government, as an excuse to impose stricter laws online. Over the past year or so, YouTube has deleted many conspiracy videos or videos discussing controversial political and social issues. And there's a theory now that government can use the Momo Challenge as a sort of cautionary tale in order to keep other videos offline. Sort of like, well, if we don't impose strict laws, then anything can be posted online. And that's how the Momo challenge got started. So we're going to have to have stricter laws. So something like this doesn't happen again. My personal opinion is that this is just another stupid internet hoax or urban legend that really got fueled by word of mouth and social media. I don't believe there's anything dark or sinister happening here, but just parents who were scared for their children's safety online. And they sort of egged each other on, the more it was shared and the more it was talked about and people got more and more freaked out about it my advice is to not believe what you see or read online but instead question it and Research it before jumping to conclusions or assumptions. I also think it's important for parents to be aware of what their children are watching. News outlets are advising parents to pre-watch videos and make playlists of approved videos or have them watch something that can't be tampered with, such as something on Netflix or have them play an educational game on their tablet or something instead of just watching random YouTube videos. I'm almost 30 years old, and chances are, if you're around my age, you've probably gone into a dark bathroom, looked in the mirror, and said these six words, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and chances are, nothing happened, and you either left the bathroom feeling really disappointed or really relieved. So what is the Bloody Mary urban legend? Where did it come from, and how do all kids know what it is? I've talked to friends that have grown up in different areas than me and all of them know about Bloody Mary. I remember this was a big thing to do at sleepovers and I even did it in the bathroom at my elementary school. I remember a friend shutting the door and standing guard while we turn off the lights and did it in there. The legend is that you shut the bathroom door, turn off the lights, hold a candle, look in the mirror and summon a woman named Bloody Mary by saying her name three times. I never knew about the candle part growing up, so maybe this is why I never was able to summon her. Maybe if I had the candle, it would have (laughs) worked. Supposedly, this woman will appear in the mirror, and according to different variations, she will jump out and kill you, scratch your eyes out, or put a curse on you. Growing up, I never really thought about who Bloody Mary was or why she was appearing in the mirror. I just knew it was something creepy my friends and I love to do to freak each other out. After doing some research, I found that most people believe the legend of Bloody Mary is based loosely off of Queen Mary I. Queen Mary was a Catholic monarch in England in the 1500s and supposedly had over 300 Protestants burned at the stake during her five-year rule. Mary also reportedly experienced several phantom pregnancies in her 30s, which resulted in a lot of uterine bleeding, and she died at the age of 52, childless. Some variations of the legend say that you're actually supposed to say Bloody Mary, I have your baby or I killed your baby and that will make her appear in the mirror. Just like any urban legend, we've probably all heard that someone we know saw Bloody Mary, but we've never seen any evidence and there's no proof that anyone has been able to communicate with a spirit in the mirror ever named Bloody Mary. I believe that this urban legend most likely got started from some kids playing around in the bathroom with a candle and the shadows from the dim candle and the dark room made it look like their faces were morphing. I actually did this a few days ago and if you look at yourself for long enough in the mirror in a dark room with just a candle your eyes do kind of start to play tricks on you because of the flicker of the flame and it looks like your face is kind of moving. But no matter how silly this may seem in theory I think the legend of Bloody Mary will live on for a long time and And chances are, if my future kids are anything like me in a few years, they'll probably want to play it too. So the last urban legend I'm going to be discussing today is something I've seen resurface every so often, usually in the form of cautionary Facebook posts. And this is the warning about not flashing your lights at oncoming cars because it is part of a gang initiation, supposedly gangs and Of course, all I could find online were things about the Crips and the Bloods, go figure. But these gangs drive around with their lights off, and the first car to flash their lights at them, they will chase the car down, somehow stop the car, and kill the driver as a way to be initiated into the gang. I've seen many Facebook friends share these posts before, some appearing to be written by news outlets and even by police departments, and... I've received them as chain letter messages saying, if you don't repost this, something bad is going to happen to you, or look out, beware, this is happening all over. So this one is definitely freaky to think about. We've all probably seen a car without their lights on at night and flashed our lights at them because we want them to be safe on the road and not endanger other drivers. I think it's something we've all had to do. I actually just had to do it to a car the other night. And I always feel so annoyed that they're being so stupid, like, it's dark out here, turn on your freaking lights. But is there any truth to this? Apparently, this can be dated back to the 1980s when someone wrote into a newspaper talking about how the Hell's Angels were using a similar tactic as an initiation. In 1984, almost an identical newspaper article was published on the matter, but this time it changed from Hell's Angels to Hispanic gangs that were targeting white people. Over the years, this has popped up Every so often in newspapers that are all pretty much the same. In 1998, a newspaper article was printed that said a police officer who works with DARE program has asked that this warning be passed on to anyone who drives. If you are driving after dark and see an oncoming car with no headlights, do not flash your lights at them. This is a new gang member initiation game. The new member drives along with no headlights, and the first car to flash their headlights at them is the target. The new member is required to chase the car and do whatever is required by the gang to complete the initiation. Be warned and be careful. And an article printed 12 years later in 2010 states almost the exact same thing. It says, Please don't flash your headlights at any car with no lights on. A police officer is working with the D.A.R.E. program and has issued this warning. If you are driving after dark and see an oncoming car with no headlights on, do not flash your lights at them. This is a common blood gang member initiation game. The new gang member drives along with no headlights on and the first car to flash their headlights at them is now his target. He is now required to turn around and chase that car, then shoot and kill every individual in the vehicle in order to complete his initiation requirements. Police departments across the nation are being warned. However, Just like the other urban legends I discussed, this proves to be just another example of fear mongering and mass hysteria that is propelled really by the media and by social media and the news outlets. There has never been any proven gang related death that has happened in this way. There's no evidence that gang initiations involve tracking down a car that flashed their lights at you. So this one is also debunked. So that's all for today's episode. I find these really fascinating and I hope to do another episode on this in the future. Um, I think that these are all really interesting, but I think the real thing here is just to always do your research and look into things before freaking out and propelling a false rumor. With social media and everything right at our fingertips, information gets spread so quickly and oftentimes it's false information. I don't know how many times I've seen people post an article on Facebook, and when someone asks them a question about the article, they say, oh, actually, I didn't read it, I just posted it. Don't be that person. Question things and look into things before adding to the panic. If there are any other urban legends that you want me to discuss, please let me know. Reach me on Instagram or Facebook at Weird on the Rocks Podcast, or go to my website at weirdontherocks.weebly.com. Or you can also email me at weirdontherocks at yahoo.com. Please send me any questions, concerns, future story topics. I want to hear from you guys. I'm also curious to know if any of you guys have experienced any of these things. What are your thoughts on the Momo Challenge? This is happening right now. And I've heard lots of different opinions from lots of people I know. Um, Have you ever played Bloody Mary? Did anything creepy ever happen to you? Have you heard about the gang initiation headlight thing? I I would like to know where you guys stand on these things and if you believe any of these to be true. All right, well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, cheers and stay weird.